0: Your brother faced with hard luck, faced the hard luck, hard shots, these murderers with hard luck, gives the card shots, these murderers with hard luck. Your brother faced me hard
1: luck, faced the hard luck, hard shots, these murderers with hard luck, gives the card shots, these murderers with hard luck. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm a certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen You've tuned into the greatest show on earth It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you From the Valle today in Southern California That's right we are at secret well, yes. We're at
2: The
0: Esteban location.
1: Well, yes Esteban World Compound
0: The Branch Esteban <laughs> Compound Branch the video ATF has got us surrounded They're trying to get at our weapons But we're just going to burn the shit down
1: Yes, we are Sitting across from me, you heard his voice, my partner, co-host.
0: What? Come on, wake up, old people. Wake the fuck up. It's Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian in the fucking shit once again. Mixing it up, stirring it up, getting people to fucking wake the fuck up. Ain't no rest home, yeah. Of no course, this ain't no lounge for you, lizards. I'm telling you, come on, Sean. Who's it? Come on, who is it? Who is that? Oh, boy, i Verbal assassin, when I was 12, I don't know. Help Jesus. yeah, live at the barbecue. Yeah. yeah, that's like one of his biggest cuts. I was, for some reason, I was thinking before that. That's interesting. I mean, it has that vibe to it. Like, it's got an older sound to it or whatever. Anyway, you want to take the shit over now? Yeah. Alright, go ahead. And
2: even a yeah Sean prat- Lewis Certified audio professional
0: word, no doubt, wanna be that one. And, and that, that one is
2: now. A certified and audio professional a money, and, and engineer
0: be your buddy and Yeah so, the Who is this? Sky-screpan. This
2: Come on Can you feel it the, vapors, dude. the vapor. It's Bismarck.
0: Rest in peace. Yeah, What the Biz. this? Biz died. What did he die of? Just old age and diabetes or whatever or what?
2: You know what I have to say? I'm uninformed on the cause of death. That's crazy cuz I always thought you were a guy that liked Bismarck, like I do. Yeah. I, I do. I met Bismarcky once. When did you meet Bismarckie? In Miami. What were you doing in Miami? I was down in Miami for, um, they have like a Miami Music Week. But, you know, back in the day they used to call it like Ultra Week or whatever. It was like this, when I was in, you know, the electronic music realm of sorts. They
0: have like a... Was it for work?
2: Yeah, it was for work. What were you doing? Um, I was representing Beatport down there. No and, shit. Was uh, it like a convention or yeah, whatever? Yeah, it's like a convention. And they have a bunch of like panels or whatever. And, what? Yeah.
0: You mean like fucking DJs and cool fucks and fucking music <laughs> people have like an actual convention? Yeah. And Bismarck, he was at this convention. Bismarck, he was there. Yeah. Did you know it was? Like, how did you? So how did you meet him, dude? <laughs> Serious.
2: I met him. Uh, I was at a. I was just at the bar with my boy. Um, <laughs> and my boy's like he used to do. Um. He was a manager for the Beach Junkies, so he knew Bismarcky. Okay. And so we were hanging out a little bit, and then we started walking down the street. And I'll never forget this like Guido dude, just like you know Italian dude, you know, like shirt off, like kind of. You know, he's like, "Hey, it's Rozelle, and Bismarcky's <laughs> like, "What the fuck, mother?" He's like, "Get out of here, motherfucker." Wait a minute, so what was right, And Mar- if you don't know who is he's, he's like a beatboxer type dude and right. Bismarcky's kinda known for his beatboxing too, so Right. He just, the but, guy got it mixed up. But anyway.
0: Bismarcky is like one of the founding fathers of hip hop culture, oh, right? Yeah. Right. Definitely. And um but so what did he, what was he like? He was a cool, dude. Bismarcky? Yeah. Right? Did he have a yeah. bunch of women around him? No, like, no. Was he carrying a platter of fucking French fries? What was no, he doing?
2: and I was kind of, it was kind of weird to see him down there because it's, it's mainly a electronic music type thing going right. on. Right. But I mean, there is a lot of like industry people down there, so, uh,
0: you know, I'm, I don't know. I but mean, so cool. what did you say to him? You say, hey, man, can you do that line for I me? Mean, baby? I mean, did you say, hey, baby, you? <laughs> did you sing it for him? Nah. I oh, didn't. come on, bro. I didn't go there. What did you drink? Like, what are you drinking at a bar, oh, Blue Eyes? Like, what are you, an old-fashioned kind of guy? Um,
2: I think it was a lot of tequila. Purple Hooter? Tequila-based drinks. I like tequila. You do? Yeah. I can't even imagine you drinking tequila. Yeah. I like tequila. Fuck. <laughs> what, <do we laughs> what do we got, guys?
0: What do we got? What do we got? guys? What do we got? Who's here? Oh, here he comes. Yeah. In his I'm, car. Well, it's not really a car. It's more like a work of art. Yeah, come He's pulling up. Hey, Esteban, can you turn that down
1: the Hey. This is shit he's blasting out
0: of his car, man. Hey.
1: Esteban. Hey.
0: Esteban. Hey. Esteban. Hey. Esteban. Put down that blunt. Roll down the window talk to us.
1: No, no, no. Put down the tire iron. He's just playing. <laughs>
0: Testimon, what what are all those packages? In your truck? La vuelta,
1: la Unclench la your yo fist quiero. and put the gun away. Show, show us it. your hand, Testimon. Open your hand. Show us. The- <laughs> we are at the compound in Southern California with reoccurring family member, guest of the Hard Luck Show. Right. Mr. Estevan Oreo.
0: Welcome You're, to the show. Yeah, Estevan, listen, just so everybody understands, Welcome. yes, we're here with Esteban in his palatial estates. We're all drinking palatial coffee. States. We're drinking, you're not supposed to laugh on it tonight. No. Drink no. a coffee, mm-hmm. right? And we're relaxing in the in the back with Estevan with one of the greatest artists of the twentieth 21st century now. And uh that's just how we roll, man. Dragonflies flying around, poolside, black coffee, frozen this fruit. This is
1: LA, LA woman. Come on, LA portraits, right? Um, you know, LA originals, with the uh This the, is who we're with, man, the guy that has defined LA. The pick
0: Elangelo uh, of L.A. The images
1: of L.A. Uh, <laughs> over the last 35 years been depicted uh, by Esteban Orio, man. And, <laughs> it's uh, a at at He's got giant palm fronds on his head.
0: He's trying to. <laughs> He's relaxing. He's a man of nature. A man Esteban
1: of... got the gold grill
0: popping off. Yeah.
1: Like an old pirate.
0: Right. We're in the uh, grotto right now. Like, yeah. uh,
1: was it who was it? Who was it? Which movie was it where, um, where that, where William Defoe plays that crazy motherfucker with the gold teeth? Um,
0: platoon? Hmm. No, 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 no. He was no, in no. platoon, but I don't think he had gold teeth. No,
1: he's like some, he's all fucking made up and he's fucking like some real crazy.
0: What movie is? It? I don't know, but I love Willem Dafoe. Deer Hunter. No. Oh. What
1: was the movie oh. where he talks about the watch being in the ass?
0: Oh, that's not. That's a Tarantino.
1: But that, it wasn't that movie,
0: right? So,
1: but it was something. It was something like that, though. It was something. It was a movie like that. I'll figure it out, anyways. stefan has got the fucking gold front, but he ain't fronting.
0: Mm-hmm. Real right.
1: And we're over here uh, at the grotto. Getting caught up at the grotto, man. There's a lot going on with Esteban right now. It's hard to catch up with this guy.
0: (laughs) Esteban's wrestling with the plants. Wrestling with nature. (laughs) Fucking
3: things. (laughs) Uh, uh, I got this from my mom's house. It was a little plant. Dude, it's huge now. And I was like, there's two things that I got from my mom's house after she died. Yeah. One is that couch that the dog kicks it on, and the other one is this plant. Right. And that's it.
1: How little was that plant when you got it from her?
3: It's like in a little planter, like those on little ones Swing you buy at the yeah. supermarket. Wow.
0: Yeah, now it looks like the plant from Little Shop of Horrors. How
3: long yeah. has it been since mom passed? Uh, 2013.
0: 2013. December Eight 19th. Years. Eight, years. Eight
1: years. Yeah. When did your mom pass, Steve? Uh... Two and a half years ago. Yeah, about two and a half years ago. How? Coming up on uh, um, October will be three years.
3: It's been a little while. It's weird. Like, me, you, Mugs, and B Reels, moms, all died.
1: In like a five year span? Yeah. Oh.
3: yeah. For me, I was, that was like the hardest thing I've ever been through. How was it for you, Steve?
1: uh yeah I definitely took the death the hardest I've taken any death. Yeah. Ever. By by actually by far. What is it? the hardest uh the hardest thing I've dealt with as far as losing somebody.
0: Let me ask you a question. Now you, the way you said that made me think that maybe you know, for a lot of people death affects them in a in a major way, you uh-huh. know? Uh huh. But does it affect you the same as others, or do you have a?
1: What would make you say that? What would make you think that it affects me any different?
0: Because you, the you know what it is? It's yeah, the what way do you, you mean s- by that. All right, all right. I'm trying Ste- to say, what saying right hey now. man.
1: The fuck! I don't have feelings. I don't have motherfuck. That's supposed to mean. What it means I'm is a machine, or
0: <laughs> like you wouldn't love to be a machine. Right, don't right, fuck right, with yeah. me. No, the thing is, is like. Uh, you said it in a way. You said, out of all the deaths that I've experienced, that one probably affected me the most, and that gave me a sense that you know what, maybe I'm not saying it doesn't affect you, but mm-hmm. I'm saying you might not be the type of guy to get like broken down in the ordinary way that a lot of other people might, and that's why I went there.
1: Um, that's legit. That's exactly right. why I oh, went there because I don't, I don't, um, because I don't usually i'm not usually selfish in or if i'm any the only suffering that i'm suffering from comes from a selfish place with somebody dying not from a place of you know i i think that there's some deaths that are tragic the way they go down right and i feel bad about that right but i'm not somebody who thinks that dying is a bad thing or like i'm not caught up in that like
0: right like you don't grieve for like eight weeks and make everybody not
1: myself no no i don't think i I come from a I come from a family where that was kind of what was modeled, you know, like everything just comes apart, you know, like, you know, like it's, to me, it's, it's part of life. It's you, you, you're going to die someday. You're born, you're going to die someday. And it's, you're moving on to the next. I believe in a whole, I have a whole bunch of belief stories around that, but that person's off. They're in a better, I believe they are in a better place or they're part of the, the plan that happens, man. That's all, man. They're off to another Dimension, adventure, or whatever. And uh I don't think it's a bad thing.
0: Sean, you kind of seem like a kind of guy, too, that might be a little bit. But, but
1: hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Before we go there. What I was saying was that the loss for me was yeah. what tore me up. Right. Not the fact that she'd passed away. Right. The fact that I lost my mom, a person that was unconditional with me
3: lepke too though he was the other one i was thinking of right
1: and uh it was that loss of that love and support and that um unconditional and the only thing that she could provide me that nobody else could could provide on this planet to me was my mom that being taken away and my mom that's why it tore me up
3: Hmm. yeah the the first person i wanted to call when i heard my mom died was like i picked up the phone because the pain you I want to call your the, mom yeah i was gonna call her right and i'm like fuck man right no, they're like, going that's standstill. that like shows like how off you get you get thrown that far off
1: you don't like now chuman and i know different people are different places with their with their with their, their families family. okay yeah. i'm gonna speak on mine yeah. for me my mother um and i love my mom rest in peace uh even though we had our differences, even though there were a lot of things that I didn't trip off my mom or I felt she was wrong for or things that didn't happen. I love my mom and she loved me unconditionally. She was really the one person on the planet that the shit I was doing, she wasn't taking it personal. Like she, It didn't matter what I did, she was going to figure out a way to love me through it or give me a chance or believe in me. No matter what, no matter how bad I'd fucked up and everything was comparing, she somehow would believe that I could get past it or that I was still a good person and that, that my actions hadn't defined who I was. That was my mom. But when you remove that, when that person's gone, right Esteban? Yep. When that person's gone, then I, I understood what somebody who loved me unconditionally. What I had just lost, and how that really doesn't get replaced, and there isn't getting for me, there isn't getting over my mom's passing. It's just learning how to live with that person no longer there right she was there for fifty years. I mean she was there a lot longer i I lived with my mom in my life a lot longer than I live on this planet without my old mom right um, so I took it hard, but I again, like we're talking about, like I've lost very, very, very close friends of mine. Sure. and I don't sit and um I think I needed to have maybe once in a while I need to have some time to mourn but I don't sit and mourn it's not yeah you know it's
0: what do you do to mourn what's your mourning look like
1: oh I I didn't I didn't really cry or have any emotional shit, uh when Polly B passed right I don't yeah. know if it was because I was loaded because I was upset cause I was, uh, but I really didn't and I remember that Maybe like three years later I was like clean and sober at a point. I remember hearing a song, it reminded me of Polly. I pulled over and I fucking must have cried for about ten minutes. Then it was a cry that I needed to have. Right. I needed and that was my sense of mourning. And kinda once I kinda like wiped my tears and that was over. Yeah. I haven't like re mourned Polly. Um Whenever I talk about Polly, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing or talking about good times. So, How
3: about with your mom?
1: I think I've gotten emotional a few times. Mm-hmm. I think I have cried a couple times. Um, but like I said, it's not. It's,
3: it's different. Uh,
1: yeah, it's just different. It's different.
0: Man, it's interesting because a lot of times when we talk to you and you tell us about times that you get emotional, you're like driving a lot. You do a lot yeah. of pulling over and crying. Like yeah. You drive and then pull over Absolutely. and cry. Absolutely.
1: Cause I don't know, man. The feeling, the mood, the music—music plays a huge part in it for me. It'll unlock. Yeah, it'll unlock or bring back.
3: Like you could play some Black Sabbath. You could switch the channel and put on some Black Sabbath, like War Pigs or something, and you wouldn't have that same feeling. Right. You're like, let me change change the song. And see if I still want to cry about my mom, and it wouldn't happen. Be like, right? Did you have you actually done that? No, no, no. no
0: Estevan, have you ever actually experimented around? Like, oh man, this is, and then no, but the I thought
3: about it after. You did, yeah, because you're in the moment, right? And you kind of want to to get it over with, mm. like you're kind of like, okay, I'm feeling fucked up, and I'm feeling fucked up about my mom, and this song is taking me there. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, let me get through this emotion and finish it so that I can get on with the rest of whatever I got to do, wherever Mm -hmm. I'm going. Mm -hmm. And then you you do that, you know? Whereas, like, you usually aren't doing it five minutes before you have to walk into a meeting. You're, like, parking your car in the parking lot of the building. You're like... Oh fuck! I feel like crying about my mom right now. This song is on. Let me put it on Black Sabbath so I can go up in this meeting and knock it out. And I'm like, (laughs) it's usually like when you're driving home at like one in the morning, you're by yourself on the freeway, you're listening to a song, yeah, and you're like, fuck it, you know, like I'm just gonna let this feeling, this emotion, keep going until it plays out, and then, you know, it's no big deal. I don't gotta. I'm not going nowhere right now or doing nothing anyway. So fuck it, you know sure And it's, uh, it just like you kind of can't control it. I guess, yeah, you can't control it. Like, whenever I had a breakdown with it where I was thinking about my mom, and it's not like, oh, you know, like you can be honest, crying like that is more like, you know, you just your eyes just get heavy with tears and just starts flowing, you yeah. Know? And, um, it's never been when I had to do something else where I was like, fuck, why did I have to fucking start crying now about my mom? I have to go in this beach? You, you kind of made time for it. It's No, it's kind of like I I wasn't in that, I wasn't thinking about the grind mode. Right. So it was like perfect timing. It was like I was already in the mode where I was, it was like me time. Right. And I had a song on it. It made me think of my mom because there's been times where a song will come on that makes me think of my mom, but I'm around people or I'm right. doing something else. And I'm like, okay, well, that ain't happening right now. You know, right. I, right. like there, right. my mom used to listen to George Benson a lot. And this guy, uh, Gatto Barbieri. And I always think of like my mom, whenever I hear like, uh, masquerade or breezing by George Benson or, or, um, mm. Or uh, this other song by... Uh, there's two songs by uh, Europa by uh, Gato Barbieri or uh, or uh, Fiesta, I think it's called. That one. Like, if you're listening to this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're driving down the freeway 100 miles an hour and it's, it's raining outside and nobody's... On the freeway, you're going to be like, oh, it's it's going down now, you It's know? good. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, my mom, you know? <laughs> Listen to him. <laughs> oh, my oh yeah, my yeah. mom. Oh, no. But, like, <laughs> if you're going to a meeting and mm-hmm. the song comes comes on, like, through your playlist, like, you're not going to... You're going to switch that shit. Yeah, you're going to be like, okay, <sighs> I'm going to get out of this before... Which, before it, uh, We've
0: got some clips... Uh, we got some inside right now from when Estevan was heading down to Vanity Fair. I turned on the radio and this came on. And he had a meeting in five minutes. And he was like, oh, wait, no, no, shit, wait. Shh. Well, I can't be listening to that right now. I got to listen to this. All right. Whew, I got to get ready for the meeting. Yeah.
3: What's
1: this one? I don't know, but that ain't no meeting. Ain't. Oh, but that's I not- get it. But I get it.
0: Hey.
2: Anyway,
1: so how it, about you? How about your mom? How do you feel about your mom? Because I know you don't share a she, lot of those similar uh, She passed away too? Yes.
3: Oh. How old were you?
0: Uh she passed away in two thousand, so I was twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wasn't uh, – I mourned my mom when I was, like, four. She wasn't in my life.
3: Okay. Yeah. I didn't you have,
0: were mourning her. I didn't have an unconditional – I didn't have any unconditional love from any source.
1: You don't think that your dad loved you unconditionally? Not
0: unconditionally. Well, not unconditionally. I mean, I think he loved me, but it was going to be some conditions. Like, mm. it was never like I could fuck up and it was going to be all right. One time, a bus, when I first moved to L.A., I opened my door. I didn't know anything about L.A. buses.
3: <laughs> oh, dude. Here we go. And
0: this yeah. is a true story. I did not know anything about L. A. buses,
1: but you did know about gravity and heavy moving objects <laughs> and fucking that a bus can rip a door off and a car. And mirrors—that you knew, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Listen, I—you
1: hey, knew
3: what mirrors were for, right? Like, right, like. like <laughs> hey, you're starting to sound
0: like my dad. You're yeah. starting to sound like my dad. as the you hey.
3: did know that a bus yeah. can rip a door
1: off of a fucking
3: car, right? I don't yeah. even know the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine it. And I didn't know like, nothing about L. A. Hey, <laughs> the craziest thing is, is nowadays. <laughs> This story, like, you know how it's going to end. Uh-huh. There's two words how this story ends. Uh-huh. It goes, he tells a story, uh-huh. the dad gets mad, uh-huh. and the two words that the that would come out at the end are, my bad. <laughs> and then that erases everything that happened. No. that That puts the door back on. It's, oh boy! It starts the whole day over. No,
0: again. My, my dad said. So first of all, listen, you're right. I know all about that. I know all about mirrors. But I had p- parallel parked, right? Then uh-huh. I wasn't thinking. I'm young. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't check the mirrors. I didn't think to check the mirrors. And, and listen, it wasn't <laughs> like there was a bus right behind me. And I was trying to get away. I just <laughs> cool, right? like it was a bus right here, and I'm
1: trying to hey. like angle it. And it gets
0: yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. It was like this. I had a meeting. I had to go to this meeting. like fucking. It was a job interview. Noon and you had now. Black
1: Sabbath on. I had no Sabbath <laughs> on. I have
0: fucking nothing on. I had a fucking suit that I got at fucking Men's Warehouse on. Yeah, and this is where I started, motherfucker. You want to talk about hundred bucks? Uh, yeah. $80. with I, the socks and a couple rings. I look like, like a clean five dollar bill. I was right there. The yeah, guy was like, yeah, "You don't have to be on time." I was there fifteen minutes a clean early. Five dollar right. bill. I was like, <laughs> "I'm ready." I was like, you know, smooth my eyebrows down, and you look I was like, like a
1: "Clean five dollar bill." <laughs> right, right. That's great. Yeah. So
0: I fucking. And I, so I opened my door. And when I opened my door, I still didn't know <laughs> what happened. I don't know if you guys have ever been that close to a bus.
1: Fuck.
0: But it, uh, and, and it, it listen, and it had those ads on the side, oh, and it was man. some kind of Hugh Grant movie. Yeah. Right? So all I know is I go, I'm like, okay, fuck Juman mm-hmm. Bowen. I'm very excited to be here. I'm be, I have Every opportunity, self starter. And I like, open the door. <laughs> I open the door. Yeah, pump up a little jam oh, right before you do right? I was did, like, right? yeah, I was like, okay. Never say no, it can do anything. I opened up the door, and the, and the door just it like it was like a feather, it just kept opening. I just opened yeah, it, and there was nothing. And I looked at myself, and I couldn't my mind could not wrap around what was happening. It was <laughs> screeching, there was sparks, <laughs> <laughs> there was giant Hugh Grant face like going oh, by.
3: <laughs> He's smiling, yeah, like a little it, smirk, just absolutely. like absolutely, right? And I'm just <laughs> sitting there like
0: this, and my door. Didn't come completely off, but it was curled like a hair and facing in the wrong direction. And I'm sitting there like this, and the the bus pulls over, and the driver gets out, and he's like, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? I'm like, you hit me from behind, bro. (laughs) <laughs> that, I, you know, all of a sudden, that's the first thing. So that's what I said. I'm like, you're behind me. You ain't supposed to be that close. And he's like, well, I don't know. We'll have to check it out with the insurance. And, da, 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 da. and I looked at the bus, and the bus had like one scratch on Hugh Grant's nose. Like it was just a little scratch, and that was it. He didn't even fill out a report. The bus driver's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, i see you later. And he took off. Really? I, he took off. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, what? And I still had another five minutes for the interview. So <laughs> I fucking went up and did the interview.
3: With the with car the door open.
0: open. I mean, we well, ain't going to steal anything of my little fucking Sentra. We yeah. ain't going to steal shit. And you want to steal that thing with Did the you curl? you get the job? I got the job. But Can my buy dad. yourself a new door? Nah, I told my dad. The insurance paid for it. But my dad was so mad that he said, that's it. Mm. Cut the sheets. Meaning, don't ask him for anything ever again. Oh, wow. That's what he said. I cut the sheets. I don't even know what that means. I
1: cut the sheets. I
0: cut, that's it. Cutting the sheets. I mean, you would have... <laughs> that's how you said it? I got that. I got. Yeah. You would have thought that I was drinking and driving <laughs> and I killed somebody. Right. Oh, I almost died. But he right. was like, it. Yeah, didn't
1: fuck, care. He didn't even it. ask if you were okay.
0: Nah, he uh, knew I was because I had called him. Right. To tell, and I didn't even want to tell him. Oh, That's fuck. it. I cut the sheets. Now, underneath all that, if I was in real trouble, would he have been there? Of course. But mm. there was no, like... Mom with a bosom, like it's okay. I'm just glad you're alive. Thank God. When my dad got right. scared, he right. got mad. Right. I that was him sure. saying, "I'm glad sure. you're still alive." Sure. Yeah, right.
3: That's how Being a parent is. Yep. Listen. Well, back back then, maybe right. People that that happened to won't do the same thing. But back, man, I, I've I've been mad a gang of times. But it was because I was scared, and they're like, "I almost died." And I go yeah well fucking if you didn't do this you wouldn't have been in that situation you know like for me that was like the natural way to talk about the situation sure even though I was scared for my my kid's life or whatever my significant other one's life or whatever I was it was all about like I was mad but I was really scared like fucking Yeah. like my cars have been totaled before and I'm and it sounds like I'm being insensitive, and I really cared about the car. You know, I was like, "What? You fucked up my car!" Right. But really, I was thinking, like, "Fuck, man, I'm glad they're." In my head, I was I was saying that, but in my head, I was thinking, like, "I'm glad nothing happened to them, and they're alive, and like they're <laughs> able to call me." That was my thought. But out of my mouth, I'm saying, like, "You fucked up my car." Yeah. And so they take it as. You fucking think of the car more than me or, you know, but it was never like that. It was, I really felt bad for them. And then after the phone hangs up, you really feel like shit, you know? So like your pops probably felt the same way after he thought about it, but then he was already that far into it and he was like, fuck it. You know, when he gets home, I I got to,
0: we didn't talk for six months after that. Yeah. 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 But the thing of it is is so yeah Steve unconditionally yes I think ultimately underneath everything if I was ever in any serious trouble like if I if I actually committed a crime and I told my dad I'm like yeah I did do it and then I but I need an attorney but I don't got any money my dad would have definitely stepped up to the plate to pull out all the stops
1: to save get, your ass
0: right but I'm just saying, that, that so that was it. But I didn't have the other side of that ever in my life, which is like, you know, your dad doesn't mean it. You know, right, I had to figure other. all that shit out on my right. own. Right. I had to understand all that shit right, on my own. Right, that's fucked up. So when my mom died, right, Shelly, Shelly Cleveland Hill, rest in peace. Really? Shelly Cleveland Hill. Now I can honestly say with like a full heart. Like, I'm very grateful to be alive and thank you for giving birth to me. I really mean that. Well, it's taken a lot of work to, for me to get to that point because I didn't get any of the other shit that, but when she died, uh, she's buried over there in a veteran's cemetery. She was a Marine. Dang. Yeah, Marine. She was a Marine buried in a veteran cemetery over in Riverside, actually. Anyway, I carried her casket. It was one of the pallbearers. Uh, I didn't shed a tear. So I didn't know her that well But I knew it was over Whatever was going to happen between us That was the end of it There was nothing else left But when my, my dad came to that Funeral And uh, My half sister on that side She was 14 at the time I might have been 20, 21 Something like that And my dad leaned over to me and said Because my little sister on that side uh, Sandy They called her Pee Wee she uh, she had her friends with her and they were playing and running around. Like, you know, it was a funeral. Her, her mom, her only real parent, died. And she's a girl. But she was, like, playing around. And my dad leaned over to me and he said to me, uh, she doesn't know what she's lost yet. Mm. And I took that in and then I was, like, kind of surprised by the fact that he never... He's never Talked to me about what I lost But he can feel What this other person That's not his flesh and blood is feeling Or is gonna feel And is thinking about that And I don't even know if he sensed the irony in what he was telling me at that time At my mom's funeral So That's how That's how like uh, When you ask me about my situation Or like how I feel That's how I that's what I come to. That's I have a, a lot of feelings around all that. But I, when she passed, I didn't shed any tears. But I'm sure I've shed some kind of tears in some way. Uh, because, you know, I didn't have a mom in my life at all. And now when I see my daughter with her mom, you know, my wife, I it fulfills me. I get totally fulfilled because I see my daughter being able to interact with her mom. And my little girl kind of looks like me. And I, I guess there's some piece of me that gets to live, relive or see what it would have been like had I had, I had a mom, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm up close to it. And, now, and that somehow has, I don't know, healed some aspect of that for me. What about you, Sean? My mom's still alive. No, I know. But is there anybody close to you that passed or do you drive down the road listening to Antonio Banderas's music and crying? <laughs> or What do you do?
2: Um. No. I mean, I've had you know my grandparents pass away, but that's like the extent of it, really. There's my uncle. My uncle passed away. Did you cry over Uncle Craig? Yeah, definitely. Where did you cry? Uh, I I think I cried immediately when I heard the the news, Mm -hmm. like on the phone with my cousin called me up and told me, and then you know I just kind of like, oh
0: shit, I can't believe it, you know, and cried right there. Do you, are you the type of, like, are, so Estevan said he's the kind of guy that cries with tears streaming down his cheek. Do you pinch your nose, let bridge of your nose? And you know
2: the, what, man? Like, I could think the other day. I was thinking, I was looking at my dog. And I've had this dog, like, 12 years. Mesa. Whatever. Mesa. Yeah. You start getting emotional thinking about Oh, dogs? bro. I get, I look at that dog. She's getting old. She's getting yeah. old. And I know I'm going to have to, at some point, oh, Take care of her or whatever, put, oh. you know, put her down or something. Oh, and I was bro. looking yeah. at her, and she's getting old, and I was
0: like,
3: man, you have to kill and her I, one day.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's going to be in pain or whatever. I don't know, you know, that'll you be don't the,
0: know she might go in her sleep, she right? She might.
2: She might get hit by How, what, what are the telltale signs that your dog's getting old? Like, what what are you seeing? I mean, just, I mean, she's really spry. I mean, she's walking around. She's but she's got a little gray I can see in her in her in her, in her uh, face. Yeah. And just, like, you know, the numbers. I mean, I've had her forever. There's one story
0: of you crying that you told me that I was always kind of impressed by. Which one? I don't know. Esteban. Yes. This guy sitting right here, he went to, um, he did a, a, like, how many days meditation retreat was it? Ten days. Ten days, right? And no speaking. No speaking, yeah. Which for him is not that hard. (laughs) <laughs> That's right That's right. <laughs> but it would still be hard, but he was on his own, Vipassana, 10-day Buddhist retreat, you know he's, and he went through all these weird permutations of like awarenesses energies and at the tip of your nose, and then yeah the-
2: And then also remembering kids' names from like elementary school and like that I went to school with, and just weird shit mm-hmm. we tapped into a lot of weird I Right, just not imagine.
0: things. Yeah, imagine driving in the car by yourself, me time, for mm-hmm. 10 days straight. Oh, it's only driving? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying for you, oh, like yeah, you're yeah, driving, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, That's easier. So then he, and so you went through all these things. He even told me that he was moving energy around his body. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Explain that. What happened? You said they were teaching you how to move energy around yeah, your body.
2: Yeah, Vipassana meditation is when you focus on. Uh, the feeling of your the uh, in your body, like the awareness in your uh, fingertips and like your the feeling, you mm-hmm. know, not just your breath, but you're actually feeling your body. Right. But I could start to feel the energy that was like in my skin, sort of. It was it's very that's very hard to explain if you never felt it, but I was able to move around my body and feel the actual parts of my body very quickly, and it was just. It just felt really bizarre. Right. And you even
0: told me that he was like, yeah, man. It's like, "Move energy." It sounded like he was taking X. Yeah. I, like, oh, man, it I man. mean, it was really, really bizarre. And he said, I even started to feel like maybe I shouldn't be fucking with this energy. What was that? What did you mean by that? I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't remember. But I would just remember that night I was so, high, like, high on electricity or whatever that I just couldn't go to sleep. Think about that. It was Fucking crazy Crazy
0: So he says So then So then he's 10 days Right By himself You know Studying his own energy Or whatever And then After 10 days How did you get back home? Uh My wife picked me up Right And your wife came Who came with her? My dog And what did you say Happened when they came? You started crying
2: Uh, Oh My dog came over to
0: me And was like Fucking going crazy he said that he started and Go ahead. You can be nice. Everybody, uh, Esteban's trying to grab some frozen mango chunks while he listens to the story of spirituality and, uh, and awakening. Uh, you cried,
2: right? I can't remember. Uh, I mean, you know, it seems fucking like.
0: Fucking bastard. You I say remember. these things and
2: you, you. Actually, you know what? I mean, listeners, look. Chumaha remembers everything. <laughs> Sometimes he remembers it wrong, but most of the time he's he's right. So if you say that I said that, it's probably
0: it's probably true. You did. You said you burst into tears because you had been away from your family oh, yeah, for so long. Probably, yeah.
2: I just remember that feeling, yeah. Right. It's um, well, you, when you wanna go home and you can't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh well, you had, some, you had some stories and some stuff well, that you, in the you were right, talking about. We're
0: in the right frame of mind now. Yeah, dude. Right? We've talked about this. Speaking of, death, right? mm-hmm. Speaking of death, right? Speaking of death and being away from your loved ones. Uh, one of the things, I don't know, Esteban, you tell me. I'll run this by you. One of the things I've been working on in the show is thinking about, you know, doing a shark attack show. Like, where we really go into all the shark attacks off of California's coast. The real ones. Just two years ago or a year ago, a guy got his leg bit off. I mean, think about this. Great white, right off of Monterey, leg bit off, and the dude swam in. I don't know what it's like to swim with a bleeding stump and, like, your bone fragments. I don't know what that's like. He made it to the beach and died. What? Yeah, he didn't live. The he did all of that and then got to the beach So I've been looking at all these things And one of the things that fucked me up more than anything I've read so far And it's fucked up because it doesn't have to do with California Okay Yeah, what's this? Shark attack so, and, so I read this story About people Five fucking people It's not even recent It's I think 87 or 82 this happened oh, okay. True fucking story Let's hear it. So it's on the East Coast, all right? And what happens is, I don't know, you guys probably know this, but sometimes when you're like a Florida rich guy, right? And you want a yacht, sometimes they build the yacht up in Maine and then they hire (coughs) somebody to just ship it on down. They just sail the fucking yacht down to wherever you're at, right? All right. So big fucking guy in the trash business. Mm. makes rubbish. a lot of rubbish makes a lot of money he, he mob with, guy I don't know I'm not okay. gonna say they're different kind of sharks I have no idea all I'm telling you is the name of his boat was the trash man okay mm. yacht This so it wasn't a boat it's a yacht so it gets made up in Maine and five people are hired a captain a guy named Captain John who by all reports was like any other captain meaning he was a drunk mm. okay mean Every fucking thing he's doing, he's got a beer in his hand, right? Yeah. But he's a captain of a sailboat. Sure. Then there's this other woman named Deborah. Now, this lady's, I mean, she's one of these white women that's always going to be athletic. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, but, like, you see their face, and they got kind of a tan, beautiful skin, and you just know they're athletic. they could probably from Switzerland or Australia, somewhere like that, and they and. And she's a very competitive sailor, right? She's like one of these people with America's Cup and fucking Black Diamond and all this shit, right? She's on there. There's a guy named Mark who is this British asshole. He took one look at Deborah and said, oh, I know what you're good at. And he pissed everyone off and that was his shtick. He was another guy on the boat. And another dude uh, named Brad and a girlfriend of the drunk captain, Meg Mooney. They all start out Meg. Meg Mooney, which is a stupid crazy name too. I was like, what kind of name is Meg Mooney? She Meg
3: Mooney or Meg Money? Meg Mooney. Oh, Meg Mooney.
0: M-E-G.
1: Meg Mooney. Meg Mooney. Meg Mooney.
3: Meg Money.
1: Meg Mooney.
0: Money. Meg Money. Are you okay. gonna make it a money? Yeah. That's all these people on this fucking sailboat, the trash man. Mm -hmm. All right, already it's starting to rain. And they're going
1: to take this thing down to Florida.
0: Down to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Six-day trip. Okay. 1,300 nautical miles. Okay. Okay? So they set sail. Perfect fucking weather. What you could ask for. And they're having a grand old time. But around the night, night one or two... A tropical storm hits them. And they're like by Annapolis or something like this, right? So it's they're not even in, like, warm waters yet. They're stuck kind of in a cold. All right. And Captain John, the drunk, is drunk. And all of a sudden, they're in the middle of 30-foot fucking waves. And if you don't know what 30-foot waves, just it's about the size of a telephone pole. Mm. Waves that big, and it's night. And they're, like, in their bunks, like... Two of the crew members are in the bunks. The guy from England is having, like, his Forrest Gump moment. I don't even remember that guy with no legs that was screaming at the storm trying to make peace with God. That guy is out in real life, right? Not a movie. He's on the top deck with a fucking bottle of Jack, and he's screaming, like, whoo like, right. And they're in the most dangerous situation you could be in at this moment, right? Meg Mooney, make money. She... Her strap broke. Like, when you're on the deck of a ship, they have tethers in when you're in these situations. Because if you ever seen a sailboat, right, like, the deck isn't that... There's not that much fence around you or whatever, right? And everything's down below. So Meg Mooney's up at the top in the middle of the storm, and they've got a rope tied to her, It broke. And she flew across the deck and landed into all this fucking rigging and, mm-hmm. like, hurt her fucking... Kidneys and all this shit. Right? So Captain John the drunk comes down and he wakes up Deborah and he wakes up Brad. He's like, Come on, guys, we gotta go. This is a real terrible situation. Meg Mooney's down for the count. I can't get a hold of fucking British Mark the drunk screaming at the fucking blah, blah, blah. blah. And, and, and they wake up and Brad says that when you're in these kind of swalls, 30 foot swalls, right? He said that the very fucking top, it's like surfing. But you're in the middle of the ocean. And he said the wave broke and the boat fell off the wave 30 feet up. And free fell 30 feet on its side back into the water. Wow! And he said all the glass shattered and the boat snapped and it was taken on water. Oh, shit. And like John the Drunk, the captain, was like calling the Coast Guard. And the Coast Guard, he was like, Mere, mele, we're sunk, we're sunk. He's freaking out. Meg Mooney's like crying on the side. You know, Mark, the drunk Englishman, is up at the top screaming. So now the boat's going down. They've radioed the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard's got two merchant ships that said they're going to call. If you don't call in a half hour, they're converging on your point and they're doing all this triangulation. As the boat goes down, there's two... Things going on They gotta jump in the water As the boat sinks And they were explaining It ain't so easy In the movies Where you like Just jump off the side They're saying that like Because this ship is huge It's it's dragging It sucks you down, sucks you down. And Meg Mooney Got trapped in the ropes Oh no I mean think about Like a sailboat It's got all these things And Meg Mooney Meg Mooney's gonna die
1: Yeah Meg Mooney's not Built for this She's trip. like
0: Aah! And she's stuck in the ropes Now There's a life raft, and there's a dinghy, like a little Zodiac, right? Right. The Zodiac's inflated, and it's floating in the water. And the life raft, which was in, like, a giant container, it container bursts open, and the the life raft builds up. And it's like that octagon life raft, right? Right. Okay. And Mark, the drunk British, is the only guy that's got a hold on it in the water. They're all in the water. They're watching Meg Mooney going down with the ship. The other ones are holding on to the Zodiac. The waves are 30 feet still. It's lightning. It's cold water. They're shivering. And Deborah, right, there's all these guys. Debra, John, Captain John's girlfriend is going down with his ship. He doesn't let go of the dinghy and go try to save her. It's Deborah. Deborah f- swims back towards the ship and tries to explain to Meg because Meg doesn't know anything about the ocean. Meg doesn't understand that when you rise with the waves that gives you a minute to duck under the wave and swim away from it. She's trapped in these things. They get her away, right? She, Deborah saves Meg, drags her back. And as that's happening, Mark the British, in the wind, let's go of the lifeboat. And it's dark, and the lifeboat just blows away. And all that's left is the Zodiac dinghy. And in that lifeboat, were beacons to tell planes and the coast guard where the fuck you are, rations to fucking eat, water makers that could make water out of the salt water. Every fucking thing that you could imagine that could keep you alive was just gone. And now you've got five people with an overturned zodiac dinghy hanging on to ropes in the middle of the night in this fucking storm. Hoping that some kind of merchant ships are gonna come see them in the next half hour Man. And that's when hypothermia starts to set in The water's 40 fucking degrees and the wind is is making the air chill even less So the best thing that they think that they can do is Get in the zodiac because it's overturned Right and they rig the ropes under the water so they could stand on the ropes and then huddle together out of the wind. Except that Meg's claustrophobic. So she can't get under the water to get under there. So there's four people. Meg's hud- a liability.
1: Yeah. They need to let her die. <laughs> Meg's slowing everybody down.
0: Kill Meg. So they're up there and they're shivering and thing. Meg's on the outside. She's mm-hmm. weeping. as women- I mean, her boyfriend's on the other side like... Eh eventually right eventually the water starts to freak them out because the water's so cold it's not even the storm anymore the storm calms down and they realize okay and that's dawn's kind of breaking they realize okay we need to fucking turn this dinghy over and get in the fucking thing and get out of the water right all right so they fucking turn the thing on and John and, and, and his buddy, they jump into the fucking thing, and Meg is sitting there, and Deborah has to help Meg get in. When they pull Meg into the fucking dinghy, they realize that Meg's injured. Mm. She's been injured the whole fucking time.
2: Mm.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: And apparently wires on the rigging had sliced her thigh meat all the way down to the bone. Oh. God. And I mean, when she said she's, when Deborah said she saw it, she said her stomach was just like fucking just curdled because you could see all the fucking tendons and blood and it was just oozing blood. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm getting hungry.
0: All right. <sighs> so, Mag's sitting there, flat meat just floating around. Flat in there. And as Deborah and British Mark are getting ready to get in the mud, Mark tells her, Quit kicking me. And De- uh. Deb uh. goes, I'm not kicking you. Quit kicking me. Don't kick me. So Deb says she sticks her head in the water to see what's down there, and she said she saw a hundred fucking sharks circling underneath them. Fucking Meg. Meg's thigh
1: Meg fucking brought them all over. A the sh-
0: bitch. A shark can smell blood in the water, one drop of blood from three miles away. Three miles.
1: I knew it was some crazy. Think about that. She's got half of the Atlantic Ocean circling
0: it. A giant Stop. fucking magnet, Meg the magnet. So they, so they go shot, and she said, Deborah said, <laughs> when they jumped in, as soon as they jumped in, she said, and she said it wasn't like two or three fins. She said it was like thirty fucking fins popped out of the water and started swirling Whoa. this little fucking dingy and bumping the boat. Right, and they got. No food, no water, no beacon, no phone, no radio, no fucking fresh water maker. They're just sitting there in this dinghy with 30 fucking sharks swinging with a woman with thigh meat all open up in the fucking thing. And so they found a piece of plywood. And British Mark is thinking he's going to hit the fucking one of the sharks in the nose with this plywood. And Brad says, no, 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 no. What, what are you, a fucking idiot? And he goes, listen, what we can do, though, because there were still big waves, is we can tie the plywood We'll tie the, from the boat. We'll tie it to a rope, and we'll throw it in, and it'll be like a drag and kind of stabilize the Zodiac because the sharks were trying to knock them out of the boat. And sh- the, these sharks, sharks, great whites can travel at 60 miles per hour. That's like a fucking cruise missile with teeth bumping the fucking boat, right? So they put the fucking thing, listen to this, they throw the plywood in the water with the rope, a shark fucking eats it. And not only does it eat it, but it drags the Zodiac for like a couple hundred feet with seven people or whatever, five people in it, 700 pounds, drags that thing, right? So now they're screaming or whatever. And then the sharks are kind of like dissipate, you know, and and then Deb was saying like, man, I saw this documentary. By the way, Real Truth Shark Attack. Look it up. It's fucking great. YouTube free. Fucking phenomenal. And the recreations are cheesy, so it's even funnier. But the thing of it is, is it's definitely worth it. So, 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 so. Deb says every time you like you stop seeing fins and you feel like it's been like maybe an hour and you haven't seen any sharks and they've gone away, all of a sudden they pop back up and start swirling again. They're out there. Now they're thirsty as fuck because they've gone 24 hours without any fresh water. And she was saying, like, it's one thing to not have food. It's a completely different thing not to have water. And she said it felt like every cell in your body is screaming for water. And then all of a sudden, like, as if God was listening to their prayers, there was a rain shower. And they all, like, got so excited. And they, like, opened their mouth. But Brad, Brad said, when he opened his mouth to get this fresh water... He said, the wind was so strong, it dried my mouth out, actually. I got even more thirsty, and then after about, like, five minutes, it just stopped. And fucking Brad said, I don't know. I was half delirious, and I just stood up in the fucking dinghy, and I fucking flipped God off and said, fuck you. Because they wanted water. They felt like somebody was fucking with them, right? And they saw a ship out on the thing. On the horizon and they got excited and they all started trying to paddle and the sharks started coming around and blah, blah, blah. And Brad was like, I wasn't paddling. That, sh- that fucking ship was so far away, it couldn't see us. If I can't make eye contact you, you ain't coming to get me. And I don't have any food and I don't have any water and I'm not wasting any fucking energy trying to fucking paddle for fucking, fucking bullshit. <laughs> sure enough, ship just disappears. So they're sitting there. Now you got to think about this. Now they're going on day two. Two days, no water, right? Big fucking wound, and now they're covered in fucking staph infections. They're covered in staph infection because there's about a four-inch thing of water down the bottom of this fucking dinghy that's, like, the color of, like, like rancid chowder.
1: Yeah, everybody's fucking pissing in there, shitting themselves, (laughs) (laughs) bloods. Sweat, blood. Urine. Might carry some fucking bacteria in it.
0: Blood and pus oh, from the yeah. open wounds. And her open wound is in the pee water. Uh. 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 And she's turning gray. Yeah, She's got staph infections that's poisoning her blood. They got staph infections and all the little scrapes and scratches all over their body. No water, no food. Sharks swirling. Coming and going. Fucking with then, Deb says to Brad, listen, let's team up because these other people who don't know what the fuck is going on, they have no idea. They still think the Coast Guard's coming. And, 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 and Deb tells Meg, Coast Guard ain't coming. And Meg just falls apart and starts crying. <clears throat> They're fucked. And so Deb tells Brad, you and me, we're the only ones that really understand. We need to watch over each other because these guys are fucking nuts. And as they're talking about building this, like, alliance to stay alive, they hear somebody laughing. And they look over. And British, Mark, and drunk Captain John are drinking salt water. They cracked. And they're drinking salt water. And Brad's like, hey, you can't drink that. And they are like, ha, ha, ha. And they were like, yes, we can. And they were just drinking all the time. They're like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And I looked it up and I'm like, why can't you drink salt water? You, the reason why you can't drink salt water is that your kidneys, one of their main functions is to reduce salt from your body, too much salt, right? It will not produce any liquid. That is saltier or as salty as salt water. So as you drink it, it can only produce or remove small amounts of salt. And they go into shutdown immediately. Mm -hmm. So think about being parched, driven mad with fucking staph infections all over your body and the stank of that fetid pool swirling down and looking at all that blue water surrounding And just saying, fuck it, and drinking it. And that's just adding more fucking napalm to the bonfire. So now they start going delusional. Their brain chemistry snaps. And they're like, and they're talking crazy. And they're like looking around. And now Brad and Deb are like trying to keep themselves away from them. Because who knows? One of them might try to choke the other one. Who knows what's going on? All of a sudden, Captain John, the man who was running the ship, says, I see land." i see land and everyone looks around and they're in the middle of the ocean
2: uh-huh.
0: and john goes i'm gonna go to the parking lot and get the keys and it's like bro there's no parking lot we're in the middle of the ocean and he's like you know shut up you don't know what you're talking about no. out of his mind right He stands up. And Meg, who's like dying, sees her boyfriend stand up, and he just walks off the dinghy like he's walking. And they said that when he hit the water, it was like he was bouncing because the sharks just came alive, bro. Started snapping him up. And they heard one shrill scream and a bunch of bloody bubbles, and he was gone. And they said that everybody was so Fucked up from being exhausted and near death. It wasn't a tear shed. Right. Not a single piece. They said all that happened was Meg Mooney kind of woke up and was like, he's gone. It just kind of like went out again. Jesus. Day four now. There are four days now in this. One day without water will fuck you up. But some bodybuilders do that to get cut. Four days without water? What's the thirstiest you've ever been? What's the thirstiest you've ever been, old blue eyes? I don't know. Have you ever been so thirsty? Like, have you really ever been really fucking thirsty? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh man. Oh, yeah. On this fourth day, British Mark wakes up, and he starts trying to put the moves on Meg Mooney. What? It's a true story. Wait a minute. That's a true story. In this kind of condition, this guy's thinking about fucking putting moves on somebody. He was real delusional from drinking ocean water and drinking no water, right? Fresh water. So Brad and Meg said that they looked over at him. And he was like, he's just covered in scabs now. (laughs) And Meg is like Cosby level passed out. Right? Like Cosby had just come over and given her a few pills. Yeah. She's like out and she's like oh, Cosby she, level back. She can't she can't barely move. And he starts talking to her and like, hey girl, you know, now that You're
1: looking fine, baby. Yeah, it's time for us to like, like finally it. put into action. We
0: right. He's putting enough together. He's like, Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. And and, and Brad and May And and the weirdest part about this documentary is that Meg wakes Brad up They're covered in scabs too They're exhausted And she she elbows Brad And she goes Look at this Look at this hey, look And the guy's it. had his arm around This like dying lady And he's like Hey babe You know You're looking real cute right now Like a Like a Like a cadaver You know Like I've never seen And she's like We gotta stop this Something's very barely... And Brad said And he says it in the documentary Straight up He's like I was so fucking exhausted I I couldn't barely fucking move So he's like I told her, I go, well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> she's like, Well, let's just see how it goes. And Meg Mooney's laying there, and she's like on her last breath or whatever, and then she finally, he, the guy goes, what? What? You want some? Okay, I'll just go down to the store and get us some beer and cigarettes. What? Yeah. So British Mark turns to him and goes, okay, I'm going to go to the store and get some beer and cigarettes. And again, they try to tell him, like, bro, there's, you're, what? You're in the middle of the ocean. There's no beer and cigarettes. Nothing doing. Nothing absolutely. He said, I need my cigarettes. I need a fucking smoke. And he stood up and he walked right off the fucking thing. Boom. Right into the shark nest. And they fucking devoured his ass. Oh, fuck. Now it's Brad, Deborah. Deborah, and Meg Mooney on her last leg. Meg on her last leg. Last leg Meg. And she's sitting there and the night comes again. Now they're in there. And they are talking about, you get weird sores on your tongue. Your throat swells up. It's all, everything that they, I can't, miserable. But they were trying to keep each other alive. i like, we got to do this, da, 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 In the middle of the night, they said that Meg jumps up in some kind of weird death frenzy and starts trying to attack and choke Brad. <laughs> and he's too weak to fight her off. And she got like some kind of surge and near-death energy. So she's like... Like, and he said it was the scariest thing he's ever seen because she was speaking and screaming gibberish and he didn't understand and he couldn't really fight but eventually she just all of a sudden then sat down and started talking and gibberish and like making weird hand movements with her hands and she was like <laughs> and, then, and they were both so exhausted that, they, that, that, that Deborah and Brad fall asleep when they wake up, Meg's dead Now, they're sitting there with a dead lady floating in that rancid water. They're pushing
1: her over the boat.
0: That's exactly what they did. Hell yeah. So, they decide to take her clothes off and her jewelry because they want to give it to the family if they survive. Mm. So, they do all that. And I guess Brad had some trouble. It's weird. In the documentary, Brad has trouble taking the ring finger off. Sure. Right? But Deborah's like, she's fucking dead. Just whip it off. You ain't going to hurt anybody. What's your problem? Right. Right? It's interesting because they need each other to survive, but they're also both starting to hate each other. Yeah. It's a really weird, it's an interesting thing. So they strip her naked, then they do like the Lord's Prayer in Psalm 23 and roll right into the sharks and they just fucking eat her. By day six, they're about to die. Meg tells Brad... Mean Deborah. I mean, yeah, Deborah. Deborah Deborah tells Brad, she's like, we got to clean the dinghy. There's just nothing but fucking. We can't sit in this shit anymore. And Brad, who's like wasting away, is like, what? Yeah. But she convinces him to get up. And they decide what we're going to do is try to flip the dinghy over. And let all that shit come out, rinse it out, and get back in. He stands up and pulls on the rope, and he falls out of the dinghy. And I don't know why. This is what they say. The sharks are gone now. Don't know why. He's in the water, and he's trying to get back in. He doesn't have the strength to pull himself back in. Deborah is so exhausted, she's crying. And the greatest thing in this documentary is you can see their hate for each other at this moment. Deborah's like, I don't know why I... he fell in the water, and I was so sorry, and I just started sobbing, and I couldn't stop sobbing. Brad's sitting there going like, I don't give a fuck what your feelings are. You got me into this mess. You better get your fucking ass and pull me out. They're not even in the same room when they're talking. So I don't even know if they're able to patch anything up or what, what, right? Eventually, he pulls himself in. As soon as he pulls himself in on day six, a Russian ship is coming. And he goes, Deb, there's a ship. And Deb said, at that point in time, we had seen so many ships and they'd never stopped that I fucking pissed me off that he was telling me about a ship. And I told him, shut the fuck up. And he said, no. There is, and she said the Russian merchant ship was coming right at him, and there was a guy up on the fucking whatever, gangplank, whatever the fuck you call these things, and he looked down at him, and he saw that they were like waving, and he waved, and he said as soon as that happened, Deborah didn't wait for anything, she just fucking jumped in the water, started swimming to the ship. And Brad's like, this fucking bitch. Right. Like, first she got me into the water. She wouldn't help me get the fuck out. Now she just abandons me in the fucking boat jumps in. Didn't even think about me. He jumps in the water. They start swimming. The fucking Russians pull him up on deck. They have to carry him. Some big Russian dude carries him, lays him on deck. And uh, they survived. And that, to me, I I read that. Then I followed up on it and looked for the fucking documentary. And I was like... That's got to be the craziest fucking shark attack story I've ever heard. And when I read the comments on that YouTube, Mm -hmm. it seemed like 80% of the people were convinced that Brad and Meg were not telling people something. Yeah. Did you feel that? I got that, yeah.
2: Why? I don't know. It seems like maybe uh, it's a little convenient for them to make the decision to jump off themselves. Two guys? Were just too crazy What do you think could have happened? I don't know I mean maybe they made the alliance And then They uh Maybe they The people never got into this shit I don't know I don't know I have no idea
0: That's interesting Cause a lot of people in the comments were like You know what I think Brad and David killed everybody And this is just They're the only ones here to tell the story
1: Right Right It could have gone down anyway
0: Right. I mean, we don't have evidence of this sh- But then I'm like, yeah, but that's a pretty crazy way to kill people. Like They almost died. I mean, it, the, their rescue is true. You can't. The rescue is true. So that meant that there was two people in a, in a dinghy that were covered in scabs.
2: Right.
1: Have you ever seen any sharks in real life?
0: In real life? I've seen some sharks down in Hawaii or maybe it was Aruba in real life. Yeah.
1: You ever been swimming Stella,
0: and stuff. I see some sharks next to you. Yeah, have you? Esteban, when did you see sharks swimming by you? In Hawaii. Right, but was it like a like a thing where you were like gonna? It was an activity were you or freaked you? out?
3: Uh, it was a thing. Yeah, right, it was like was uh, <laughs> a the thing. There's some sharks swimming down there. Do you want to get off and swim with them? And and you did? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I did that too once. And it
3: wasn't uh, it wasn't those sharks that you see in like the Bahamas or like where the girls are uh, laying with like twenty sharks in a foot of water.
0: I mean, like Jack and a mom. Yeah, this is real ones, like <laughs> R-
3: sharks that will fucking eat you.
0: Right. How long were you swimming with the sharks? How long was it?
3: I would say about an hour, like. Maybe two or three 20-minute sessions. Did any of them come up and bump you or anything? Yeah. One of them uh, bumped one of my fins, and that kind of... uh, Freaked
0: you out? Yeah. All right. Because those things are nothing but solid fucking muscle.
1: They say there's a... I mean, shit, man. Aren't there a good amount of shark attacks every
0: year? Yeah, there's about... Out here? Average, there's like about 10 worldwide, and five of them are fatal. And they just had a shark attack. Well, I told you about the one, and I've been doing research on California shark attacks. There's a great shark attack story about dudes right off of um, Catalina,
2: mm, trying sure.
0: to get abalone and all that bullshit. All right, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Earbuds, I see a very uh, muscular, svelte man swimming with sharks. That's about a six foot shark Is that right a there. Tiger That's shark. Maybe, yeah. Let me see. Great whites are related to Mako sharks. Are they? Yeah, they used to think they were from descendant from Megalodon or whatever that big fucker is. i tell you
1: one thing, dog. You guys were a little bit young. But when the movie Jaws came out in the movie theater?
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: bro. Everybody was tripping out on going into the beach water. Oh, yeah. Everybody was tripping. And I mean everybody. Right. Well,
0: why that wouldn't movie you? We
1: came out in the summertime.
0: Why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. You
1: would- had everybody spooked, bro. And, and anything you felt under the water, you thought everybody's doing shit to people, fucking with them, you know? Right.
0: Like, like, like that. that They're going prank.
1: under and like grabbing their foot. <laughs> Even in a swimming pool.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, what, what yeah. the fuck is a ghost compared to an actual shark? Like, a shark is a real nothing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you just got to
3: uh do that whole thing where you're like uh sharks aren't, you know, they don't they don't really want you and they're not uh Dude, I got to. If you act calm and right, you don't act right, distressed, right. they won't come for you. Like, this is. I don't trust you know, that. Those are the, I don't trust that. That's one of those times where you just got to let go and <laughs> mm-hmm. believe yeah. in nature.
0: No, no, no.
3: And nah. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it for Mm-mm. this thing. And there's these guys that they do it every. They they have a boat. Mm. And they do this shit every day.
0: I understand.
3: But, mm. and these aren't. These aren't those sharks that you see, like, in the, like I said, these are the real ones out in the, no deep blue sea. this
0: ain't no fucking, uh, well, SeaWorld shark. Yeah, so. All right, I got you. Uh,
3: I figure, I I thought, like, I'm just gonna put my, put my everything into this, what these dudes are saying, you know, I'm gonna believe in it. Uh,
0: That's what I don't do. You put your faith into their words.
3: Yeah, because they go every single day. I don't know,
0: and uh, I argue. And it worked, I, right? But how many times would you do that? Like, would you go every day and fuck with sharks? No, but they do, right? But and you would
3: not, and they're, well. I they don't tell you everything. I have a different uh occupation. <clears throat> nah, but what I'm trying
0: to a lot This of these is people, their
3: occupation.
0: Yes, but a lot of those people that are in that you see, occupation like they're missing of, a finger. You see <laughs> these
3: you see all these photos on Instagram where there's a yeah, like yeah. hot they're, chick laying around like yeah, thirty right. sharks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I am with that, bro. And
3: those are the ones mm. that don't eat you. You know, they they mm-hmm. won't right, eat right. you. But mm-hmm. the ones that we went with mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those are the ones that have no problem when I went swimming, a chunk out of you
0: Listen, when I went swimming with the sharks right? I was kind of like on that level Where did you go swimming with them? In Hawaii Oh, you did it too? Yeah But here's the thing What island? I don't remember, bro okay. Oahu or whatever yeah. Okay, but check it out Here's the thing I was with you I'm with, I get it, right? So the, the dude's like Oh yeah, they don't even like human meat Usually yeah. spit it back out when they get a bite And I'm yeah. already like, what? You know like uh, spit it back. I don't even want you right. fucking right. you get spit out by a shark that's still injurious. That right. ain't no fucking yeah. that's not fun. And then you've you ever look at a shark's face, man? Have you ever looked at a shark's face? There's yeah. no compassion in there. There ain't
1: nothing. They're like crazy. It's like <laughs> it's like they're not even there. Right. right,
0: their eyes go in the back of their head yeah, when they're about dude, to eat, bro. It's like this.
1: Just killers. Right. That's all they
0: know how to do. Dude, they got fucking they don't run out of teeth. Like like mammals who coddle their young and breastfeed, they got like maybe one, two sets of teeth. That's how you know a mammal's a cool animal because it's like But a shark, they got a conveyor belt of teeth. They don't lose. They don't have any sets of they just keep coming. Thirty six teeth easily. Just pop, pop. Oh, I lost that one on a porpoise. I lost six of those uh, right back. That's why they'll bite a fucking boat. Because they ain't tripping on their teeth. I don't like anything that can grow new teeth. Mm. That shit freaks me out, bro. Mm. You ever looked inside of the mouth of a fucking shark and saw the little baby teeth coming from the throat on its way up to kill you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Just growing. Fucking knives. This is swords That's nature's knife. Oh, fuck it. And then, and then somebody, right, who makes their money in the tourist industry telling me, oh, they don't like, bleh. what are you, man, What? I, when I got in the water I should have had these thoughts before I got in the water This is why I didn't grab any shark fin Like you're a brave man You grabbing shark fin I don't know No you I might, didn't Oh I thought that was you
3: No I didn't touch them.
0: Yeah I wasn't going to touch no fucking shark
3: They tell you don't touch them. Well And they tell you to keep your uh, arms close to you Because
0: If they're so cool why are they telling us that
3: Well they're telling you a way to, to avoid that you know, like if you have a your arm or your hand dangling out there, it looks like a fish. Yeah, man. But if you're just a big thing just like them and you have your body, like you don't see too many sharks attacking other sharks. Well, true. I've,
0: I've seen it, though. They, they it, got documentaries. That yeah, they the smaller have. Smaller ones.
3: But for the most part, you're a six-foot guy and there's a six-foot shark and you're swimming kind of like they are, you know? Mm-hmm. You have your, your
0: arms close to your body. Mm-hmm. It's like. I mean, Listen. Guess what? They eat a lot of seals, too. And seals are big lumpy things with no fucking major appendages either. And that's why a lot of the... They say... First of all, you're right. They do say all that shit. Yeah. Okay. And you're right. It is rare. And yeah, okay. Lightning strikes. But there's all kinds of... Uh, if you go in... Because I started reading this. I'm like... They're like... Those those whole things about... You know... It, you're more likely to get hit by lightning. Yeah. They said that that's really not a good statistic because... um people go in the water way more frequently. And they and if you actually look at the opportunity in relation to what happens, it's more frequent than getting hit by lightning. So you cut the numbers one way, and it's like, oh, it's more rare. Now look, from a sea, like saving the sea and not going out and killing sharks perspective, I'm not for killing sharks, and I'm not for fucking up the sea. But I don't need to be friends with a killer to do it. And I talked to these people, and when I read, dude, when I read... They don't know what sharks think. They're still trying to figure it out. The greatest expert is from California on great whites, and he will readily, he's like in a gray area, and he readily says, we don't know exactly what they're thinking. We know they're more intelligent than people think they are, and but we have no clue as to what's really going. They're still trying to figure out why people are getting attacked. They're not sure. It's a theory that a surfboard looks kind of like a seal from the bottom, but they don't really know. That's a theory. They don't know that for a fact. Then they go around at these tourist places and go like, hey, huh, you know. And, and is that guy going to really scare me? No. He's going to be like, oh, it's fine. Just keep your legs away from it. Stay close to the boat. Don't put your arms out there. Don't whip anything around. But they're, they're friends. They don't, you Convince them that you're a shark. You ever seen a shark eat a shark? No. Yeah, right. So just kind of look shark-like and be cool. Once I was in the water, I realized, fuck, what am I doing?
3: Yeah, you're all alone. <laughs> If that shark turns on you and starts attacking you, there's nothing that none of the five guys in the water can do with, for you. Right. And they don't have knives or anything or a fucking uh, spear gun or nothing. Right. They don't got shit. You're just like five or six people floating in the water. Right. In the middle of a bunch of sharks. And I was like, ah. You ever like,
1: seen those things, those things that they used to would tap yeah. shark or, or? They don't have those. Where they? Yeah,
0: they don't. But yeah, like a little bang stick, or like a bang wow. stick.
1: Yeah. But well, what is it? It's a shotgun shell at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like an explosive at the end that you're supposed to listen. Yeah,
1: I'll go in the water with that
0: motherfucker. You Fly know what? Do you know how hard it is to pull yourself together? First of all. Esteban's right, man. You're in their world, bro. You don't really understand how much you're in, your own, in their world until you get into it and you realize, shit, I had to put some rubber shit on the bottom of my feet just to propel myself. These motherfuckers got a muscular tail that's been honed over evolution. They cut in like a razor blade. What do you, wait, wait. And people are like, oh, I'll just turn around and punch it in the nose. Oh, really, motherfucker? You got a torpedo with teeth coming at you at 60 miles an hour, and you're going to fucking turn around and punch it in the fucking nose. I don't think so. You might punch it, but you're going to pull back a stump <laughs> if it lets you go. And like I said, I ain't for killing a bunch of sharks. I got in a huge fight with my cousin, Tani in Thailand. He was telling me all that shit. I'm like, how do you know any of that? It's the shit you've been told. But that's a cold-blooded killer out there. Actually, great whites actually have a, a mechanism to warm their blood, but they're fairly cold. And they were saying that, Uh, that they, all of their senses, even, they were saying the great white shark is one of the only fucking sea killers that will put its head above water and take a look at what's not in the water to eat. And they got tons of shit where it's like a pelican just minding his fucking business. And all of a sudden, his fucking jaws just come out and go, bye-bye pelican. Damn. Have you ever... I mean, and I'll tell you something, man. I, like, you know, my tribe's by the ocean. You know what I mean? So, like, I make take a big pride in going in the water, and it's never too cold for me, that kind of tough guy bullshit. And I'm like, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, and jump in the water, right? I'll be honest. Every time I come back in the shore, I hear that music in the back of my head. Yeah, and I start thinking it'd be just my luck. Like, I'm having a good time, and nothing happened, and then on my way back in, something rips my foot right the right, fuck off. Right, right, underneath. And right I swim underneath. real fast. Like, I start swimming fast. And you I, die on
1: the beach like the other guy.
0: Dude, I swear to God, yeah. every time I go out in the water, I go way out to show how tough I am, and scare the women. They're like, "Come back in, come back in. But as I come back in, I swim real fast, and I'm fucking scared out of my mind until I can get into, at least I could stand in. And then I slow down again, and I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? But I don't trust the shark. I, I respect the shark. I don't trust the shark.
1: I I think that's when people make mistakes. They don't. They don't. They don't. They start trusting. They start not having respect. I think people do that with automobiles and machinery. Yeah. I think people do it with the ocean when they start going out there surfing some of these big ass waves. They just somehow take it for granted for one second, and your ass is done. Like that grizzly man. You don't respect that shit, bro. You're gonna, Like you said, we have no business really in the water. We're not equipped for water. So right. You jump in, you're like, I don't stand a chance against anything right. in the water. Right. Electric eel. Just like the fish, if it was out of water, it wouldn't stand a chance against us. Right. Right. Let's talk about... Let's talk about this Estevan <laughs> Oreo photo <laughs> contest. The Estevan Classic. Yes, Mark. we've talked about it And we've talked about it Now I want to start putting the pieces together
0: Right, we've got The general here General Oriel Of the photography brigade
1: gotta Come up with the How many people can submit How many winners What do they have to shoot What's the deadline
0: Right Estevan,
1: yes. Devon's gonna go through them, and he's gonna pick out like the top three or five finalists, and then it's gonna come right down to a fucking one-on-one interview
0: on air.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Shit.
0: Yeah, Estevan. I mean, okay. What it? What is it? It's called the Estevan Classic. It's uh-huh. a uh, photo journal. Well, photo, a photography, pho- photograph. I think what you're do you want? Well, no we'll, let, Why don't we take anybody?
1: Should we take photographers Or people that think They're photographers?
0: All of them it's the, it's, it's the Estevan classic It's I don't know Estevan, Let's ask Estevan It's named after him Estevan, do you want to do just Do you think it should be Amateur or anybody?
3: Um, and what, what's the prize or whatever?
0: Yeah, what's the prize? What is the prize? What is the prize? They get to live in your guest house back here for one Hell year. Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> what should be the prize? Do you um, need a Do you need an intern or do you need somebody to that n- that wants to be a photographer that to, to to support your you? Need things? someone with an eye to right. follow you around. Do You need somebody no. to carry the shit.
3: No. no. No, I don't need a.
0: If we do a buy-in, we could actually have a money prize.
3: Because to me, cause that that's uh. I don't work enough to have that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't do you enough photo submit
1: with twenty bucks to submit your picture.
3: I don't do enough photo shoots to have somebody hanging right. out with me or following me around and then that's extra weight, extra luggage, extra questions I have to answer all day, every day.
0: All right, how about this? If um, they if they said they won my. you selected it, can they say that? Like on their resume or to everybody else to open a door, like say, hey, I won the Estevan Classic with this photo. He gave his blessing to this photo and said, this was a good fucking photo. And now, with all the photos you saw, this is the one. Could they do that? Yeah. All right, that's worth something,
3: right? That is worth something. Or I could uh, give them a book if they win. Okay, oh, you know, how about you book? You know, i give them this LA book and, I'll, and what's it? What? Autographed? You sign it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's big. Plus, you get the
1: fucking stamp. By right. Seven. Right. That's more than enough, man. Yeah, that's a lot
0: right there. A stamp, an autograph book. Yeah, yeah, that's right. good. That is good. That's yeah, good. It, it is. Up. And then, Steve... you hey, even
1: right in there, great photo.
3: Right. And then they can hang out a whole day with each of you guys, and go around with you guys and ask <laughs> questions.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, you they get to come stay
3: on. The, they get to do the show.
0: You get to go on a date with no, Steve. no. They
3: get to yeah, hang out with Lucky from yeah.
0: Big can, Luck's gonna take him for a night can on the meet town. Meet at his
3: had his house and <sighs> on the west side.
0: Right, yeah. go take around him. with him all That's day. True. Yeah, if you're a guy, then you'll be with Lucky's wingman. Yeah. You guys are going to double. with
1: if you're a female, then your your head's going to be stuck underneath
3: the steering wheel of my car while we drive around <laughs> town.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and
3: then uh, uh, you can get up with Mahan at 3.30. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Meet him at the gym. Yeah. Yep. You get in the car and you hear some uh, energetic music. Right. Four, you get to right. do the yelling and screaming.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's going to be the
3: photo? What's the
1: photo? Uh, what's
0: it? What's, what are you doing?
1: I'm scratching my hook
3: here. Soul patches.
1: Yeah, so just you so know, the So there, they can take a picture of anything.
3: <sighs> yeah, that way I don't have to see like a hundred pictures of a lowrider. Right. right yeah, a we can't board this. Man. And this does it need to genius. be black
1: and white pictures? Nope. Okay. Cool. It'd be
3: cool if it was film.
1: Film. I think it should be Ooh, film. If it yeah, is film. because my that book. makes it way
3: harder, bro. Yeah, my my but book is all shot on film.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, is is they gonna limit the submissions. That's fine. It's okay. Oh, I mean, we should limit the submissions.
3: Yeah, like it should be filmed and it should be written. Or how are we getting the submissions? Through They've mail got or?
0: Through the show, right? I, They P- can know, mail box? it to the law office and we can just fucking forward it on. Or we can give everyone your address. No.
3: No, I don't need send it to the law office and then we'll yeah, forward them on. Date. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then they can write on the back what kind of film it was shot there with and what go. kind of camera. Dapting. Right.
0: And they got to They because have to
3: go- some smartasses will probably put like the the name and number of like a color film and like the wrong camera and then it'll be like a digital picture, you know. Right. So trying
0: to test test us or whatever. Are you getting the blueberry juice? Yeah. That's fucking antioxidants right there, baby. I tell you what, that's good. I like that. And then the the top three that come in, they're going to get a full master workshop on air. Like, we're all going to go in. Esteban's going to be like, this is working. That's working. That's not working. Look at that dude's head. Looks like it's, you know, halfway up on the wall. Right. right. There's a twig coming out of his head. Like, all that shit. We're going to put him through the paces. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Right, and then we'll blindfold them. Who? The winner, okay. and take them to the branch Estevan compound. Or no, uh, somewhere else. Uh, yeah, they're not. Like uh, coming. A, a they're cool not coming. Location. Blindfold them.
1: We'll have to bring them, Bring them to some location. All mm-hmm. right.
0: We'll hey, bring him up Sean's you house Yeah
1: Fucking two week window the Pico, To submit it
0: the Pico area We'll take them over to Sean's place What?
1: We got a two week window To submit the, uh, the photos We'll give him like a two week window Well
0: we got to gin up We got to gin up The old fucking Uh Propaganda machine And get it going Before we put the time limit on it
1: What? Well, on man Tell us about Like there's a lot of events Going on this summer You got uh, Some events that you're gonna be attending Or you're gonna be at Uh I got one I know people see you all over yeah some of these people are like where is this th- where are you guys gonna be at that we could pull up at
3: the best play, the best way to find out an event I'm at is uh, f- follow me on Instagram follow on Instagram yeah cause there is where I put up every uh, I yeah, put up every flyer of shit that I'm gonna be at so let's see here where's the next one I know it's in Long Beach, and I know is at the. Uh, Where's that? <laughs> I know it's. Uh, hold on, hold, where on. Is hold, oh, on. Way, hold way, on. Where? It's it at? in Long Beach. It's, it's on the 31st.
1: It's on Long Beach on the 31st,
3: and it's at. Uh, I know it's at a barber shop. Also, uh, barber it's shop. at a barber shop.
0: Uncle and Chato's you better Barbershop And follow
3: If they follow me we'll <laughs> see where it is yeah. hold on. Maybe
0: the winner could help you Find out what events You're going to be at. Right. No, no Draw you up a calendar Yeah They'll be your calendar person They're attache Okay hold on Come on <laughs> <in>. Slow down <laughs> oh, Let's slow it down We're going too fast yeah. so Slow it down bro. We're moving too fast uh, <laughs> Did I ever tell you About the time <laughs>
1: what do we got? Uh, Are we got you got some true crime
3: shows coming up.
0: Dude, we haven't done the fucking... We haven't even done Beretta. Beretta's been sitting in the hopper for days, bro.
3: Oh, it's called uh, Summertime in the LBC. Summertime in the LBC, you guys. July 31st.
1: July 31st.
3: 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. 6 p.m. to 2 p.m. The it's Delphonics like echo, will be playing. 6
1: p.m. to 2 p.m.? Delphonics, Okay, that's the concert. And it's at 2749.
3: (laughs) 2749. Broadway.
1: Broadway. In Long Beach. In Long Beach. That's where you need to be at.
3: (laughs) 0803.
1: There that is. You want (laughs) to catch the stuff on.
0: Man, I got to say, our promotional vehicle is just killing it. It's an amazing... The barbershop uh, is called the Syndicate Barbershop. Syndicate Barbershop. <laughs> Syndicate
3: Barbershop in Long Beach. I'm gonna try it's to summertime f- in the LBC. The Delphonics live on stage, July 31st, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. July 31st, 6 p.m. Pull t- up. Pull Tap up. in. Tap in. Uh, it's July 31st. Uh, somebody's birthday. that other shit that they say, uh, uh-huh. okay.
0: July 31st, 2 2 p.m. Syndicate Barbershop. No, Hold 6 on. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. To 2 a.m. To 2 a.m. Alright, look, uh, slow down Hold on, it's uh... Long Beach That's zip, it. zip code 90210 <laughs> hey, What else?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: what else? I don't know, I think we kind of covered everything Did we
1: cover everything? Well, if well, this I
3: was live, I'd tell you where to go today But it's not live, so fuck it you got
1: anything going on tomorrow with that one?
3: I mean, tomorrow I'm going downtown with uh, uh, Paulie's project. in uh, Skid Row. Okay.
0: Steve's looking at me like, "What? Huh?
1: Huh? huh? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh? But uh, huh? let's see. We are gonna take a dip in that pool today? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck.
0: You. Yes. Yeah. Today I'm
3: going to this pizza palooza. Peach palooza? No Pinche. peach. Oh, oh peach. <laughs> <laughs> Pe- I like a fruit. What's going on there? It's a motorcycle event. Oh it's shit! It's going to be trophies, is raffles, it gonna be peaches? live DJs.
0: Why is it called Peach? Peach uh, vendors,
3: Palooza. food and drinks. I
0: like Pinche Palooza. That's a great oh, wait, name.
3: wait, wait, wait. Oh. I'm trying to get to the fucking best part. Oh, and you shit. guys are, yeah. Okay, let's do it again all right start over trophies raffles <laughs> live djs vendors food and drinks and ready
0: pinche strippers oh. okay How all is right.
3: that on the flyer all right there it is there
0: hey steve you ever had sex with a stripper yeah is there anything to it like is it actually any different than anything else
1: um. Yeah, I seem to enjoy uh sexual <laughs> strippers.
0: They're ready to go, huh?
1: They're yeah. They're kind of usually my type on uh, the physical.
0: What's the worst lay you ever had, bro?
1: Jesus Christ! When I was young. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was it like a wet pillow or what happened?
1: Just a fucking <laughs> like a dead mackerel, dead fucking.
0: I had the worst one I ever had, and it threw me right out. I looked down at her thigh And her thigh was thinner than my thigh oh. I was like I'm out
1: You get past a certain age And you start being able to like Know what you're getting into Based off of Talking to him, meeting him, Right You know But as soon as you start like physically Like Touching them They touch you Like you can tell What you're getting into Mm. At least I can I know what you mean Yeah
0: I know what you mean Those
1: mistakes don't really happen Later on in life
0: Yeah the puppy days You're not quite sure You're just rooting around Right Right Right. Just sniffing what's out there Right Right And you kind of get a few Porcupine quills in the nose And start realizing
1: By the time we get together Underneath the sheets We probably We're already kind of like Fitting In some other areas So I know we're gonna fit there too.
0: I can tell by the way a woman holds my hand. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Is it a firm group or not? I can tell
1: how that woman kisses, how she's going to be. I can tell what she, if she dances. Like I said, it's the way she touches you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. got it or they don't.
0: They either got it or they don't. Sean, what's the worst lay you ever had? <sighs> um, I talked about
2: it on the show already. The <laughs> one from uh, the Southern Belle. The one was like <laughs> moving around and shit.
1: Oh, oh all <laughs> off of fucking oh. tempo and fucking yeah. rhythm and way them. off. Way off. Oh right. I hate that dude. I hate that. That was one of them old ones where I'm talking about where it's just like
2: what the fuck you
1: doing, man? Yeah. Weird.
0: Right. Estelon? Yeah. yeah. Worst leg you ever had. Um
3: fuck I don't, I don't even
1: remember. <laughs> His <laughs> all has been so good for so long, you don't remember the fuck. Esteban should
0: run for uh, office, man. He's the most diplomatic motherfucker you ever come across. You'd be like, hey, "Esteban, what's the worst thing you've done? And he'd be like, "Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard." And then all of a sudden, you're talking about something else.
3: Yeah, I tell uh probably uh, you know, just one of those ones where you uh, like you're go, you're living in the moment, and there's like just going too fast. <laughs> right. Right. And you don't know what you're getting into. And then you're just <laughs> like, fuck, man, why did I do that? Yeah. You're, like, too I, fucked I, up. I, I or... had a
0: lot of those. I have oh. had a lot. I've been in situations where I felt like I had to call 911. Oh, got my, I, I got myself imagine you have. I got myself in a situation. I'm like, how did I? I'm drowning over here. Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. How did I get out of this? Start yeah. thinking of a, escape plans. Yeah. All right. You want to try that again, Sean? I'm sorry. I don't know. I just wanted to know what everyone's worst lay was at the end of this thing. All right. Well. Yeah. Shouts out. Right.
1: Pizza. Shouts out. Esteban, shouts out.
3: He did his. Yeah, I did mine on the last one. one. Shout out to Soul <laughs> Assassins.
1: Shout out to seven Oreo. Big the shout hard out. Hard Luck Show. Yeah. W- www.supermaxhardware.com Cookies. Vibes. Keep your ears open Burn and eyes it. open for H2K. Always listen to the Hard Luck Show Mondays and Thursdays. That's what I
2: got. Sean, you do it. I got Sean at movemento Media, Uh Hit me up if you are looking to talk about podcasts, explore podcasting in some degree. He'll help you to explore it. Yeah. Let's talk about it work it out. What do you got?
0: You know what, you what you got? I got? I think you got to change the whole address. Movemental Media. It's a law. It's a mouthful. Movemental. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Don't flow either. You
0: know what you should go with is Shanatra. Natra. Like, like, you got to go something a little crisper, a little smaller. Sean Natra or whatever. Branding-wise.
1: Yeah. Okay. Blue Eyes works.
0: Yeah, OBE. Yeah. OBE, OBE
2: Media.
1: Yep.
0: Right.
2: O B Enterprises.
1: Yep. Old Blue Enterprises. Is old Blue. There? How about just Old Blue? Old Blue. No,
0: you don't even need to explain. Ob. It. Ob. Right. Speaking of Ob, Vonda Bowen.
1: Avondale oh, Bowen. There you go.
0: LLP. Know. We wear braids to court. We let the tomahawks fly. Let me tell you something. Nah, I better not. Attorney client privilege. Keep it to myself.
1: <laughs> well. Like. We do? I guess like we do about this time. Adios, amigos, from The Hard Luck Show.